Sacred Sluts. With lighter emotions like joy or hope or even, you know, love, sometimes bodies that have, you know, dealt with a lot of trauma or grief or rage, it can feel really hard to bridge that gap. Like mm-hmm. as a body who, again, has went through a lot from numbness to kind of come at, coming out on the other side and being as joyful as I am, it's a process, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't come overnight necessarily. And yeah. when I got really aware of, well, what are the steps that I can take where I'm bridging that gap day by day by day? Sacred Slots. I am super excited to welcome our guest today, Megumi Fujita. She is a feminine embodiment instructor, and her mission is to empower women to stand in their erotic truth. So welcome, Megumi. So excited to have you. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. It's a pleasure. So um, I always like to start with this first question, which is, How do you like to put pleasure first? Well, I love this question because my motto is pleasure is your birthright. So at Mm -hmm. every and any opportunity, pleasure is absolutely yours for the taking and yours to be at the seat of. And I feel like the way that I love to cultivate pleasure is actually more in the smaller moments. So it's easy for us to get caught up in like, let me do this thing like outside of me that will Mm -hmm. give me pleasure. Right. Um, and for me, it's about even the small moments of taking a deeper breath in and grounding my feet into the floor and just like feeling that sensation of my body and what I'm experiencing. It can be the moments where I'm enjoying my matcha latte in the morning while looking out on my deck. And so for me, cultivating pleasure is really about finding those moments of like, yeah, pure peace, pure joy, gratitude, um, like that feel good, yummy sensation. Like when I put on my shirt this morning, I'm like, oh, it's so warm and fuzzy because it's such a cold mm-hmm. day with where I am in San Francisco. And so for me, it's about these tiny moments that I get to cultivate for myself. And of course, you know, the bigger moments of pleasure, like when I choose to go to the spa and get a massage or when I, you know, choose to go shopping and I love feeling all the different fabrics and textures because I'm a big person with touch. So those are lots of, I mean, there's lots of ways to cultivate pleasure. And I would definitely say that, you know, the more that you can cultivate it in the smaller moments in the life, the more filled up you can be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that so much. And I love the like embodied approach to it of really being able to just like sink into your body and Mm -hmm. feel the pleasure in any moment. So thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing that. So um, I think I would like to just start with kind of your journey of how you got started in this practice, what led you to it, um, and just kind of, yeah, what your journey has been. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been on this journey for a little over 10 years. And what I've really learned over the last decade of my life and cultivating pleasure and healing through just through every aspect of my journey was that there was a time when I was younger where I was really numb. There was just so much childhood trauma and chaos going on in my life. Um, I'm the oldest of three siblings. 
my dad was emotionally distant. My mom was in and out of rehab due to addiction. And I was sort of the caretaker of the family. And so I took care of everybody else and put myself last. Mm -hmm. And it just became really easy to kind of start suppressing all of the things that I was feeling, including my appetite, including what I was feeling, what I was experiencing. And I just started to become numb. And it wasn't until like my grandmother passed away when I was 20 and she was sort of my, you know, spirit in this earthly plane that definitely was my guardian angel. And she's still like a person I very much hold dear to my heart. And when she passed, I really didn't feel like I had any sort of support. And so it was one of those without her here, all I have is myself. And so it was a real wake up call of like, I need to take care of myself. And, and like, what does that look like? And I stumbled across S factor, which is um, a fluid feminine movement practice that I teach. It includes pole dancing, but it's so much more of the embodiment work, right? Like tapping into your sensuality, tapping into your sexuality, tapping into your eroticism and feeling the wisdom of your body come through in movement. And so, you know, a little over 10 years ago, I took my first class and I just knew there was something at home within that practice. And like, I'm not a dancer. I have no background in dance. Mm -hmm. And it was just about me following the rhythm of my own body and stretching and moving slowly and also cultivating sensuality, which is what got me back into feeling in my body versus like the numbness of like, Mm -hmm. everything is so bleak um, Mm -hmm. and just whatever. And so through that journey, I was cultivating, understanding my emotions and understanding like what feels good and what textures feel good, sounds feel good. And then it started to just ripple into all the other healing modalities that I got. Um, And then I, you know, started learning and teaching and facilitating other movement practices like FEM and TRE, which is tension trauma releasing exercises. And so it's just really been a path and a journey for me to understand that the body is where it holds all the wisdom. And the more that I got to be in tune with my body, which let's face it, I think lots of us can easily just live from our mindset or from the head up, like Mm -hmm. everything is just from here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I really started to have this integrated embodied approach to living my life, which is what brought me pleasure, which is what brought me abundance, which is what brought me so much gratitude for all the gifts that I have received in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Um, It's crazy that you say like you were feeling numb because I think a common thread among like literally all of the women that I work with is a feeling of numbness and maybe like not even knowing that they're numb at first. Like it's just this complete disconnection with their body and there might be like even some pain associated with certain areas of the body that comes from like trauma or just negative experiences through our love life and we end up holding that energy in our body and it causes us to actually be numb and not be able to feel sensation not be able to orgasm with a partner because you're you know actually cut off from your body and having numbness so yeah, I do think like this movement and S factor is one of my favorite <laughs> movement practices um, is one of my favorite tools to start like waking your body back up and getting back in tune with it. Um, I didn't even know you were teaching femme too. I love femme as well. So I love oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been teaching it uh, since 2018. So I pretty much oh, got, cool. uh, I did my fem experience training before S Factor because S Factor was a lot more of a process. But yeah, same year. I, oh, I just amazing. kind of jam jam packed it all in. So yeah, yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what the S Factor experience is? And maybe mm -hmm. we can even talk a little bit about like, the the erotic creatures and like how those kind of come alive as you're going through the practice yeah I can touch on it a bit so um s factor as I mentioned you know if you ask 100 different women who do s factor what s factor means to them you'll get 100 different answers and you know it's really interesting as a teacher and describing this especially when I teach orientation classes is that at the basic core it's a fluid feminine movement practice so what does that mean? So fluid just means that we're moving from one sequence of stretching and movement to the next. It's like a river that's flowing down the stream. So it, it has a lot of fluidity to it. Think of it as if you're going to a yoga flow class, right? You're seamlessly mm -hmm. moving from one movement and transitioning into the next. So this movement practice has a lot of seamless, sensual movement in it. Um, the feminine part is really key aspect because if you look outside in the world, there's a lot of masculinity that's just abound and around. Mm -hmm. And that's just been yep. our culture for a really long time. Not saying that it's good, not saying that it's bad. It's just that we have been inundated with that masculine energy. And so cultivating a feminine practice is actually very important especially for women bodies, because, you know, we have masculine and feminine energies within us. We have yin yang energy. And again, if we're living in a world where we're only cultivating one, we become out of balance. So even men, like, you know, I think some men can sometimes shy away from feminine aspects because mm -hmm. they don't want to be called girls or, you know, little boys or whatever. But we, again, it's, it's all energy. And so specifically for women that like maybe show up in the world, like a little more controller or like they get shit done or they're like, they push forward. They're not allowing themselves to soften. They're not mm -hmm. allowing themselves to be cracked open and to allow themselves to receive. So I think of masculine energy as a do energy, right? And feminine energy is being energy. And what are we here as humans, but as beings, not human mm -hmm. doings. Yeah, and so I we get that. caught up in this way in which we're in this fast paced society, right? That is like go, go, going all the time. And that comes from, you know, being a lot like rational, that comes from being independent, that comes from being logical versus allowing ourselves to, again, tap into this feminine aspect of our sensuality, right? Of our emotions, of feeling connection and communication with others and heightening our intuition. Mm -hmm. So it's through this practice that we're peeling back the layers of like what has kind of kept us bound mm -hmm. by masculine society or toxic patriarchy because it exists mm -hmm. um, and allowing ourselves to get to the real, like what feels sexy to ourselves, not the society definition, but what feels pleasurable and good to your body. And we do that through music. We do that through obviously movement and, you know, the space in which you take a class at S-Factor, whether it's virtually or in studio, is, again, a space where you're cultivating that time for you. 
Mm-hmm. Like again, in a world where I, I see more women, even when I work with clients, I see more women putting everybody else first, but themselves first. And so whether you're taking, you know, an hour long class or two hour classes that end up being in the studio, that time is for you to go inward and to feel like what's coming up from my body what's the truth that's being revealed. And that's done through more circular curving movement. It's about really owning, you know, the curve of your neckline all the way down to the curve of your breast and your waistline, the curve of your ass. Like it's really feeling into this shape of your body and honoring the integrity and shape of your body. So Mm -hmm. I think that's more of a succinct definition of S factor. And, you know, that's again, even superficial, right? At at Mm -hmm. some level, because the deeper you go in any practice, right? Whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, it becomes more something that means something deep to you. Mm-hmm. And so for myself in a 10 year journey, the evolution of what this practice has meant to me is it's allowed me to go heal different parts of myself. It's allowed me to shed the shame or the stories or the limiting beliefs that maybe I've been carrying for too long. Right. And there's an mm-hmm. element of that too, with the pole, you know, the pole is my challenger. The pole is the masculine energy that can hold space for me. Uh, And like the way that I teach poles specifically (laughs) is like, you know, does your body want to flip upside down on it? Does it want to spin on it? Does it want to grind on it? Like where can you have reclamation with how your body shows up to that energy? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. Like the, the masculine energy and just the self-care practices that we do with like meditation and even yoga I feel like are more of like a masculine mm-hmm. like approach and it's just structured and um and they're both like amazing and so beneficial but I think it's so true that we've like cut out the feminine from mm-hmm. like the daily practices that we're you know we're all doing and so I feel like having this almost like it's like a moving meditation. It's like a yes. way to really drop into that feminine part of yourself, which is so yes. important because we're just not cultivating that feminine side of ourselves, like through all these other self-care practices that we're doing. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about the power of the feminine and and the energy that is brought through the feminine, right? Is It's like a little slice of the pie that we take away because we're, we're terrified of it. And that really comes down to sensuality, sexuality, and eroticism. And Mm -hmm. we tend to find all three of those words as like taboo things that we shut down and we shame and be very deep away. Mm -hmm. But those are all connected to what is the divine feminine. And to me, the divine feminine exists in mother nature, right? Mm -hmm. If we look to the power that mother nature is, and the glory, right? Whether it's coming through a rainstorm, a thunderstorm, a bright rainbow, majestic mountains, the ocean, even a tsunami, right? It's the power in which she shows up in all those elements. And it's very sensual. It's very sexual in nature because there's a creative life force energy that comes out of it. And it's even erotic because again, it's that life force energy that drives motion Mm -hmm. and movement, right? And change. Mm -hmm. And so there's power in cultivating our feminine essence, whether you're, you're, you know, a man or a woman or you're gendered binary. It's, it's about knowing that there's this harness power that we all have within us that when we tap into it, 
that's really the fire that's lit from deep within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, when it comes to these practices, like a lot of times there's a block of like, well, why does it have to be sexual? Like, why do we have to go there with it? Um, and for me, like, why not? one of my, yeah, <laughs> why not? I know, I know. Um, one of my favorite things about S Factor was like really being able to process kind of the the anger and the rage and like the grief aspects of things. Like sometimes yeah. you don't even know how to really process those with words. And so moving through them was one of the most powerful things that I got out of it. Um, and I learned this through Mama Gina, actually, which was your way out of those emotions are through turn on and through your eroticism. Mm-hmm. Because so, so many times we feel like if we're, if we experience grief or sadness or anger, we feel like we're going to get stuck there and mm-hmm. it's never going to end. And so it really is the way through and the way out is through that erotic nature of yourself. Yes. So yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and there's something primal about that too, right? So mm-hmm. it's this energy of knowing that we all as human beings experience emotion. And yes, there tends to be this like, I don't want to experience X, Y, Z emotion, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness or grief, right? Or fear. I'll just mm-hmm. use those three as an example, right? And yet these emotions are ultimately part of our survival. Like if we really didn't need such emotions, they wouldn't have exist. That's just Darwinism right there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a purpose to each of these emotions and how they serve us in our lives. It's all about an honoring to me, right? Is like honoring the vast array of emotions that we are mm-hmm. here to experience in this lifetime. And I agree, right? It's like some of us get a little like seized up or terrified or like, no, I'm not going to touch that. Or uh, like, I don't know what that emotion is or numbing out with whatever um, um, nervous system response that we tend to take on with such Mm -hmm. emotions. And it's true. Like when we can primarily allow ourselves to feel that as part of like the release being the thing that turns us on or the Mm -hmm. letting the letting go being the way in which we come back into empowerment, that's what carries us through the emotion. And, you know, there's three ways to move emotion through the body. It's through breath, it's through movement, and it's through sound. Mm -hmm. And so whether you take on all three or you play with a couple or you just focus on one, if you're feeling sadness and you choose to allow your body to breathe into sadness, what how do you want to breathe sadness deep down into your belly and then also exhale? And maybe it comes out in a sound or a wail, right? Or tears. And so it's, it's not just about letting it go so much as it's about understanding that that's part of the process, right? Mm -hmm. Is when you cultivate it for the intention of once it's gone, you're empowered to then step into your joy or you're empowered to step into love or your mm-hmm. bliss or peace or whatever it is that you're seeking. And that's, I think empowerment is such a turn on, right? Like who doesn't want mm-hmm. to feel their power? Yeah. Right. Who doesn't want to like step into that and be like, damn, I'm like sexy <laughs> and powerful as fuck. So like that, I agree with Mama Gina in that way that it's, it's harnessing that, that juicy erotic life force energy that exists within us. And mm-hmm. animals do it in the wild all the time. 
Yeah. And they're not creating shame about it. <laughs> yeah, all the shame. It's just, oh, we need to break our way out of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Can we chat a little bit about the erotic creatures? Because I feel like that's such a fun aspect to mm-hmm. the work you're doing and kind of like just discovering. I don't know. I feel like that empowerment piece really does come like owning your sexuality makes you feel empowered. Like you feel powerful when you do that. And so um, kind of just getting to know your archetype and how that works. Yeah, sure. Um, So what Stephanie is referring to is uh, Sheila Kelly created a bunch of philosophy that goes with the S-Factor curriculum that you learn when you come take class. And um, it's based on uh, Carl Jungian philosophy or um, psychology, I should say where Sheila kind of discovering after reading like thousands and thousands of bodies, because she is a body reader, that she really identified that there are these core emotions that live in all bodies. But of course, specifically this practice being one that's cultivated for women, she or women identifying bodies, she really started to see like, okay, these core emotions is what allows the body to move. It's sort of like the why our bodies move, like what's the story that the body wants to tell. And you can imagine when you're looking again at like, let's say emotions like fear and rage and grief, that people aren't really like, they're disconnected to the fact that you can find pleasure in such emotion, right? Mm -hmm. And so she created these archetypes, which she calls your erotic creatures, the erotic creature icons, I should say. And so your erotic creature is really just your feminine body discovering what what is pleasurable to you. Like what kind of fabrics do you like to wear? What kind of clothing do you like to wear? What kind of shoes do you like to wear? What kind of music do you like to dance to? You know, what kind of touch does your body crave? And so you start to understand your erotic creature through dance taking class, basically. But the Mm -hmm. icons, the erotic creature icons, shorthand for the EC icons, are a stand-in for these kind of sexy superheroine characters that allow you to go, oh, I identify with that emotion. So that is really the archetype that really lands for me. So there are 10 different erotic creature icons. There's five on the lighter side and then five more on the shadow side or the darker side. And they each have a light, dark pairing. And so when you kind of uncover like, wow, I feel a lot of ache in my body, right? Like there's a lot of like grief or sadness that my body's processing, like what you were talking about, Stephanie, you can start to identify and and feel into like, oh, well, that that must mean that I'm a deep soulful siren. And so understanding a little bit about who the deep soulful siren is, you can start to uncover, you know, those elements of like, where you can find pleasure and turn on in your ache, in the longing, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you gravitate towards those kind of songs, then it just becomes about like, how do you move your body and process emotion in that way? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think um, having like the right music is so important and figuring out like the type of fabrics you want to wear and things like that can all help you just kind of really experience whatever it is like that you need to process. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's actually, I think a bunch of like Spotify playlist. So it's kind of fun yes. to go on there and like, it really helps you drop in when you're listening to like that certain erotic type of music. Yeah, absolutely. I can uh, send you those so you can put them in your show notes for the end. Oh, amazing. But there's, yeah. yeah, there's 
you know, lots of uh, playlists that have been created through, you know, the S Factor accounts uh, that Mm -hmm. allow you to, again, yeah, start to identify what are the types of sounds that your body craves for. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can, you can really tell because you'll start liking a bunch of the songs repetitively. And Mm -hmm. as you get curious on like, okay, what is it about this sound that I like? You'll start to notice okay, well, what else does my body crave from that? And so it just, it's like, you know, music tasting, sort of like when you go wine tasting, you know, like Mm -hmm. what are the notes? What are the sounds? What are the fabrics? What are the textures that feel good to you? Yes. I love that. Because we all have preference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And different playlists definitely speak to me like way more than other ones, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know we've kind of been talking about like, processing these hard emotions, but can you maybe speak to like what it's been like for you to maybe open up your eroticism or joy or like things that we can cultivate that are bringing us more into our lives through this practice? Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because, you know, being on this journey for 10 years, you know, there are moments where the journey can get kind of heavy, right? And it can feel like, oh my gosh, this one emotion has a hold on me forever. But again, mm-hmm. I, as a teacher, I know because I, I teach beginners, I teach intermediate, I teach advanced level classes. Like I always have so much fun when I teach the beginners because it's all fresh, light and like sexy and new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has this like innocent quality of like, oh, what, what are we going to do next? I'm so curious. And the thing that I realize about, you know, anything in our life is the power of choice, right? We have the power to choose what perspective or lens we want to take on. So even when we're dealing with something really difficult and hard, like let's say we're mourning uh, the loss of something, a relationship, a loved one, you name it, there is still a choice in, well, you know, how is this for me? And, and what is it that I can actually find gratitude for? And so it's, again, shifting that lens so it doesn't feel so heavy. And part of that is like not just your mindset, but it's also being in integrity with your body, right? And just feeling into the moment. And so, you know, with lighter emotions like joy or hope or even, you know, love, sometimes bodies that have, you know, dealt with a lot of trauma or grief or rage, it can feel really hard to bridge that gap. Like mm-hmm. as a body who, again, has went through a lot from numbness to kind of come at, coming out on the other side and being as joyful as I am, it's a process, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't come overnight necessarily. Yeah. And when I got really aware of, well, what are the steps that I can take where I'm bridging that gap day by day by day? And, mm-hmm. you know, just like when you asked me that very first question, like, how do I find pleasure? it really was for me finding the pleasure in the small moments because the more that I built up with my nervous system, small moments of gratitude and joy and bliss, could I find my way to recognizing that I'm lovable, to recognizing that joy is also my birthright, to recognizing that like I can feel peace whenever I choose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That just reminded me of kind of like a gratitude practice. But for me, I was like almost feeling like disconnected from, I would be like writing down my gratitudes and it's like, you know, the things that are obvious, like that you are obviously grateful. Like I'm grateful for my friends and my sisters and my apartment. And it's like, for me, like to really get down into it and like 
feel something that I was really feeling grateful for. It was more about like noticing throughout my day, like when something was really speaking to me and like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that I'm actually like at the beach right now and seeing this Mm -hmm. amazing sunset. Like, and I think it's those little things once you start noticing and practicing in that way that you actually like feel it in your body and can like grow from that. Absolutely. I think a gratitude practice, a daily gratitude practice is probably the most significant thing you can do for your life in creating massive change with just a small habit. And Mm -hmm. whether you do that first thing in the morning and you write it down to yourself or you do it before you go to bed or you even share your gratitudes with other people because that Mm -hmm. also spreads the wealth, as they say. It's one of those things that pulls you back into your heart center, Mm -hmm. period. And And there becomes an expansion and an opening and a capacity for not only compassion, but empathy for yourself and for others. Mm -hmm. Like it's the most significant thing that I think anybody can do for themselves. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So let me just ask you, is there anything else that you feel like you want to touch on that we haven't talked about? Um, you know, I feel like what's coming up for me is, you know, anybody that's listening in, if you've, you know, had a hesitation to, experiencing your body because let's say you feel shame around how your body looks or how your body has moved even in the world or maybe you are dealing with some sort of trauma with your body like maybe you were sexually assaulted or raped or you know had some sort of stigma on our bodies and let's face it as women when we have everything in the media showing us you got to look this way you got to act like this you got to wear that you are going to be inundated no matter how confident you feel about your body. And what I ask of you is to just look inward and to sense and feel what is it that your body wants from you in this moment. And it might be a gentle sway from side to side. It might mean hugging your, wrapping your arms around yourself and giving yourself a hug. It might mean putting on a playlist that allows you to just twerk it out because you're like, fuck the patriarchy, you know, like tuning in and starting to cultivate your intuition is a practice in which you are starting to repair that relationship with your body. Cause your body is really just a house for your soul. That's what mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And, you know, in this lifetime, we all have dreams. We all have aspirations. We all have things that we want to create. And if we're not taking care of this body, how will we ever get there? Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest place is that I always encourage women to start is like, listen to the inner whispers of your body and what your body is telling you, because it's not, it's not about what's out here. It's about what's inside. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be my last little message. Yeah. I love that. So tell us um, if anyone is interested in starting this practice or working with you, how can we find you? Yes. So I would say the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Instagram. At My handle is at Megumi Fujita underscore. Um, you can DM me to take classes or if you want to work with me privately or in a group program that I'll have starting. I usually do them twice a year. Um, there's there's so much to uncover when it comes to the body's wisdom and it's not just 
Like for me, what I do in my coaching pr- practice is not just about the body, but also the mindset work that goes with it, because it's very mm-hmm. easy for us to get heady up here. And the only way we can sink this down into here is to actually bridge the gap between the mind and the heart yes. and what the body also has to say. So yeah, it's my favorite thing <laughs> to be able to empower, inspire others, just to yeah. really stand what is their authentic truth. Yes. Well, you are such an amazing teacher. Thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing wisdom with us. And yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you later. Sacred I'm so grateful to be able to share so openly about all things sex and relationships. So if you loved this episode, share it with your friends, subscribe, and I would love if you could leave me a review in the iTunes store. And as a free gift, I'll share with you a guided sacred womb meditation. Simply email a screenshot of your review over to Stephanie at coachingbystephanie.com and I'll send you over this beautiful meditation. Thank you.